Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and take you step by step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back to the My Little Eater podcast. This is Edwina Kennedy, your registered pediatric dietitian and host of the podcast. And I just want to put out a big welcome for anybody that is new that is listening for the first time. Welcome. We are so happy to have you here. Every week we put out episodes that revolve around your feeding questions for your baby, for your toddler, ways to help you feel more confident when you're feeding your kids, prevent picky eating, raise adventurous eaters, and ways to feel more confident as a parent. So a lot of times we have guest interviews and topics that we cover that revolve a little bit more around issues that parents deal with, that moms deal with a lot, that you know we need help on, that we don't necessarily talk about on a daily basis, and things that I always have on my mind that I've always wondered as a mom that I felt like needed to be brought to the limelight, and this is what we do on this podcast. So if you guys ever have any podcast episode requests, you can click the link down below in the show notes for this episode, but you can also head over to my website and um, submit a request there under the podcast tab. I am always looking at those and I just want to make sure that we're covering all the things that are on your mind because this podcast is really just here to serve you. So go ahead, do that. I would love to hear what what you guys want to hear covered on this podcast. So today we're going to be talking about three reasons to start textured foods sooner than later. So by textured foods, I mean foods that are outside of the category of smooth and thin purees, maybe even thick and smooth purees. So I'm thinking things that are more advanced, things like, you know, mince textures, very lumpy textures, and finger foods for sure, and mixed textures. And so I will talk a little bit more about all the different textures that are out there and what I mean exactly by this, but we're going to go over the reasons why this is really important. So I just want to start off by saying that, you know, if you're not doing baby led weaning and, you know, starting finger foods right from the beginning, right from the get-go of, you know, introducing the first foods to your baby, it can be kind of hard to figure out, okay, exactly when is the best time to start finger foods and when is it best to actually advance in textures if purees are all your baby has ever known you know do you have to wait until your baby has their pincer grasp that is something that I see a lot online wait till your baby has pincer grasp wait till they can pick up small pieces of food and that's when you start introducing finger foods and table foods and just generally more textured foods or you know do you wait until they're closer to one year of age a lot of times People think, well, you know, they're having breast milk and formula. Does it even really matter? Like, I will just start transitioning them onto table foods when they are one year old and they are basically expected to eat the same foods as us. So, you know, we're going to talk about is there a benefit to starting earlier versus later on these types of foods? And really just what are you supposed to be doing? So as a pediatric feeding expert and a dietitian and a mom, 
that have seen thousands of families, thousands of parents come through with all the different situations possible. And because of that, because of what I've seen, outcomes that I've seen, I wholeheartedly recommend introducing finger foods or at least very textured foods on a spoon to your baby as early on as possible. So I'm gonna, like I said, talk about all the benefits, why it's so good in just a second. But just to clarify before I do, when I say as early as possible, this means starting as soon as your baby shows the signs and the skills that they're ready to start on these types of foods, that they're willing to start on these types of foods, and that they're capable uh, of accepting finger foods and those textured foods. So what are these signs? What are these skills that you're going to look for? Well, for one, you are going to want to watch to see, does your baby have the ability to safely swallow a smooth puree without any difficulty? There's no excessive gagging. Some gagging is normal. That is expected. No big deal. But I mean, it's not preventing them from eating their food. It's They're not bothered by it. So is that happening? And basically, is there any struggle there? Do they have the ability to hold some or most of the food that they're currently on? Like whatever texture they're currently on, are they able to hold some of that in their mouth and actually get some in? Or is it just like falling out because they have no idea what to do with it? Basically, if they're kind of doing this without any difficulty, then they're ready to move on. You're also going to see certain types of munching motions. So babies often develop that vertical munching motion fairly early on when you start to see that, you know, okay, they are naturally ready for something a little bit more that does require a bit more of a chew, a little bit more of a bite. It's essentially you're looking at your baby's skills and you're saying, look, their body, they are telling me I am ready for more. So usually these signs and skills, they start to emerge around six or maybe the seven month mark. Okay. Now I know you guys are probably thinking, but wait, that barely leaves any time for purees. And well, that's sort of the point because once they have established a safe swallow and again, you can see that your baby knows how to handle purees, then those purees have served their purpose. There is no need to continually offer exclusively purees or infant cereal, for example, for weeks or months on end, like so many, many, many families do. And just to let you know, like there is nothing wrong with infant cereal. I love it. I think it's a wonderful source of iron. It's such an easy, great food for your baby to mix into their meals or into their meal plan, I should say. But we're just banking on that as being like, okay, the one and only food or at least that main staple. And we're not realizing that the whole point of starting with purees is to ease your baby into the process of eating and into this whole process and journey of starting solids. But that doesn't mean that we just leave them there. It's again, we're easing them in. So once they're eased in, once they've got that handled, then we've got to kind of move on, right? Otherwise, we're holding them back. So for some babies, purees need to be offered, you know, for just a few weeks before they get the hang of it. For others, it might only take a couple of days. Like they're fully, you know, they're ready, they're advanced, they're willing to take more. They've shown all these signs. So again, usually that means you can start introducing finger foods between about six and seven months of age. Now, this doesn't mean you have to stop offering purees on a spoon altogether. Together, you can definitely do a bit of a mixed approach. But now that your baby's showing that, you know, they're developmentally ready to be able to pick up food and handle different textures, they can and ideally will start the self-feeding journey on textured finger foods once we give them that opportunity. Now, I want to make a quick note here. Some babies may not be ready for self-feeding until maybe closer to the eight or nine month mark 
right? I would say most of them aren't like this, but some are generally speaking when this is the case. They're usually either babies that just haven't had the need to try self-feeding before because they've learned that they're always just going to be spoon-fed. There's always going to be a spoon. You're going to be there to help them and, and feed them. Or there could be just like a little developmental delay with picking up food and bringing it to their mouths. And that's nothing to worry about. That skill will come. Again, it's like a developmental milestone. So look for that sign. And once you see your baby is reaching for food, you know, then give them the opportunity to start doing so. Because again, that is them saying, I am ready. So we don't want to hold them back. So like I said, some might take a little bit longer to show that interest, eight or maybe nine months of age, I would say closer to eight. But for most babies, this happens uh, around six or seven months of age. So let's just review the benefits of introducing a variety of textures early on. Okay, first, it helps develop oral motor skills. So Finger foods especially, but any textured food is going to really help your baby work on those stronger oral motor skills, which basically means all the skills that help your baby learn how to bite a piece of food off, for example, or how to chew that food and how to develop better jaw strength. Even, you know, those foods help them learn how to use their tongue to maneuver particles of food from the left side to the right side uh, of the mouth or to the right to the left from the front to the back, and eventually to swallow it, right? So all of this takes practice. It's a muscle, it's a skill. All skills have to be practiced. Muscles need to be used in order for them to be developed. So you've got to give them the opportunity for them to learn this. And again, if we're just kind of hanging on to purees for a while, longer than required, then you're kind of missing out on all these opportunities, all this time where they're primed to develop these skills and they're not practicing them. So the more practice that they get in the early months, the better they become at using these oral motor skills later in life. In fact, research shows that children who haven't really been introduced to lumpy or more advanced textures until past nine months actually experience more feeding difficulties as time went on. So the more variety in the texture of the food, the better too. So let's just say, you know, okay, you are offering your baby at first like a a rice cereal thinned out. Maybe then you move them on to, uh, I don't know, pureed chicken or other vegetables or anything like that. And maybe they're like a little bit thicker, but you know, they have some small lumps, but that's kind of it. What I want you to do is think, okay, we've got now this texture down, we've got a lumpy texture down and they're accepting it well and everything is good. Okay, what other textures are out there? Because that is not the only texture for food. We also know that there are tons of foods that have, you know, spongy textures, mince textures, crispy textures, chewy textures, creamy textures, a whole slew of textures. So soft or mashed foods aren't going to cut it you know, when it comes to teaching them how to chew and how to eat. So that's why we really want to nudge your baby along through the spectrum of textures. That's going to help increase the acceptance of all types of foods and then bypass texture troubles down the road. Now, if you are interested in helping expose your baby to a variety of different textures, I have something for you. So I am actually starting a five-day free texture timeline challenge and is starting on February 19th. 
And basically what this is, it's based on my texture timeline, which is an exclusive tool inside of my baby led feeding online course. And this is a tool that I've developed that allows you as the parent to safely and comfortably follow the timeline to introduce a variety of textures to your baby in a timely manner. So it will walk you through different phases of textures. We've got phase zero, phase one, phase two, phase three, and it will give you ideas for what types of foods what type of textures fall within each of the phases, and then how long generally we wanna see babies hanging out in each phase of the texture timeline. And again, what are the signs that indicate that your baby's ready to move forward? What are the signs that indicate yeah, you might wanna hang out there a little bit more? Because again, this is all about being baby led. It is not about throwing a bunch of food at your baby and just being like, eat. You know, especially if, if you're worried about nutrition or growth concerns or they're not ready yet for self-feeding or for more difficult textures, that's okay. We are going off your baby's lead. But the key here is that we're actually educating ourselves on, okay, what are those signs? How do we know we're going off our baby's lead? And not hanging out too long in one spot so that we're actually doing harm rather than good. So the five-day texture timeline challenge is basically for those parents who want to ease into feeding solids. Whether you're doing purees or finger foods like baby led weaning right from the beginning, this is going to give you a step-by-step process to move from easiest textures to more advanced textures. So here's how the challenge works. I'm gonna be sending you an email every day for five days beginning on Friday, February 19th, and I'm gonna be sending these out early in the morning so you have time to read them. And the email's basically gonna explain all about the phase of the texture timeline that we're tackling that day. So every day we're moving through a phase and what we're making to serve your baby that coincides with that texture phase. So it will be a very simple, simple recipe that you need to make so that you can try it out with your baby that day. And then I'll be explaining what signs to look for to know if your baby's ready for that next step. And what I'm going to be doing is going live every single day on Instagram. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, make sure to do so. It's at my little eater. And so I'm going to go live every day on Instagram for five days. I will give you the time that I'm going live every day in the email and I'm going to prep the food with you and I'm going to show you exactly how I expect this texture to look, how to offer it to your baby Again, whether you're doing it via a, you know, a spoon method or whether you're doing it with baby led weaning, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to show you how to do it both ways because either way is great. We just want to make sure we're preparing it rightly. And I'm going to give out tons of information and tips on starting solids in general and answering all of your questions. So I would hope that like when you're jumping on, hopefully you will already have tried this with your baby. You maybe have some questions, maybe you have some experiences you want to share, maybe you have photos, maybe you have videos, or if you haven't already tried it, at least you can see all of you know my tips on how to prepare it and what you should be looking for and just talk it all out with you guys because I know this is a fear I think a lot of parents have, which is so reasonable, is just like I don't feel comfortable and I don't think my baby has the skill yet and I don't want choking to happen. Obviously, none of us do. And I want to know how to do this safely and I need someone to walk me through this. And so that's basically what I'm here to do. Walk you through the textures show you how to serve it, show you how to do it safely, and just make sure you're feeling super confident in the process. So basically, at the end of this challenge, you're going to have built your confidence and overcome any fear of gagging by taking action every single day, because that's a huge thing. I believe that the way to get over your 
you know, fears or to build confidence just in general, I think is to make mini moves, mini steps every single day in small ways that feel comfortable, but maybe push you just a little bit, just a touch so that you can see, hey, I did it. My baby did it. We recovered. We're fine. Everything's good. Okay, now I feel comfortable there. Let's move a little bit further. Let's move a little bit further. And along the way, you're building your confidence, right? That's the the main kind of outcome of this challenge. And then you're also going to learn how to, like I said, assess your baby's skill and independence level when eating. This is such an important thing. This is what I base my baby-led feeding approach off of. And you're going to learn how to safely prepare a variety of foods, all the foods that we're going through in the challenge and you're going to keep your baby advancing in skills to prevent picky eating so the link to sign up is in the show notes so just make sure to check that out if you're interested and if you do have any questions about the challenge I answer a bunch of frequently asked questions in my Instagram highlight called TT challenge so just check that out if you have questions and if you still have more send me a message on Instagram or you can email info at mylittleeater.com okay so now (laughs) let's just move on I I feel like I talked a lot on that, but let's move on to the second benefit of introducing textured foods and finger foods sooner rather than later. So the second one is that it helps to desensitize the gag reflex. So what we know is that the more that your baby practices with foods and finger foods earlier on, the more it's going to help gradually desensitize your baby's gag reflex. So in the beginning... Your baby's gag reflex is positioned at the front of their mouth. So usually right around the front one third of the tongue. So anytime something touches the front of your baby's tongue or maybe just goes slightly past it, they're going to start gagging. And sometimes it can be excessive because that's just normal. That is literally required and a natural reflex that's there to, you know, prevent your baby from swallowing anything. But here's the thing. A lot of times they gag and we're like, oh my God, they're going to choke. But thinking about where that food is and where when a gag happens, it's literally in the beginning when they first kind of put something to their lips or it's just at the front of their tongue you know it's nowhere near the back of their throat where their airway is. So actually, if we think about it, it's not dangerous at all. (laughs) If you think about it in that perspective, your baby is meant to gag. That's just what happens. But sometimes it can be a little bit sensitive or overly sensitive. And so you either hold back, you don't introduce any more foods or textures, or it just kind of makes for like a slower experience or maybe sometimes a more unpleasant experience if the gagging is excessive. So what happens is when you start introducing more textured foods and when you start introducing finger foods, you allow your baby to become accustomed to having a safe texture there further back in the mouth over, you know, ideally the molar area, which is where food is chewed and eventually really chewed with those molars when they come in. And, you know, food is okay being over the surface area of the tongue and your baby's not going to gag every single time that happens. And that's going to allow that gag reflex to desensitize. It's going to move further and further back over time. So this makes mealtimes more enjoyable for sure without gagging every two seconds. And it reserves the gag for truly needed situations. So it's important to keep those early mealtime experiences positive and enjoyable. And excessive gagging can do the opposite and make babies hesitant and parents hesitant to try new foods later on. So that's one of the other benefits of why I really want you to introduce those textured foods early and actually I will just say to you really quickly to add on to that your baby's gagging is not going away if you let's say delay the introduction because once you introduce it whether it be at like 10 months or 12 months of age or 14 months of age or whatever that gag reflex is still 
going to be there. So in fact, it could actually be worse because they haven't had the practice early on. So just an FYI, if you're a little weary of gagging, delaying the introduction of those textured foods is actually not going to help. All right, the third reason why it's important to introduce textured foods and finger foods is because it allows your baby to experience eating with all five senses, which promotes less picky eating as time goes on. So sensory processing when we're eating is huge, When especially babies who are learning about a new food and you know determining do they like it, do they not. When they're learning to eat, it's not just about taste, trust me. It's also about the feel of the food and the smell of the food and the sound of the food when they touch it and squeeze it or bite it or chew it. You know, what's it like in their mouth, on their cheek, squished between their hands? So that whole sensory experience and food play is actually really, really important for your baby to get to know food on a more intimate level. And this is such an important part of why, you know, we might enjoy some food while others were totally disgusted by. If it's like a texture that feels weird on our skin or when we pick it up or in our mouth or it smells off, you know, it's like that because we haven't gotten accustomed to it. It really is just about that and the exposure and the experience. But the more you feel it, touch it, smell it, all of that stuff, the more you're going to, again, learn about it on an intimate level, come to like all of the properties of the food and be able to handle that food no matter how it's presented to you. So think about how, you know, if a baby's only being spoon fed for a really long time, they're missing out on all that sensory stimulation. Food goes right from the spoon to the center of their tongue with very little opportunity to really smell the food or see the food, let alone touch or play with it. And so when the time comes that you finally offer food, finger foods much later on or any new foods in general like I said sometimes parents are like okay you're uh, close to a year or you're a year old let's start with table foods and they're like I've never seen this stuff before I've been seeing mush and purees the whole time your baby may show an aversion to these different textures or types of food because they didn't get to know the food on a sensory level early on. They've never seen the food in its whole form and they have trouble identifying it and of course accepting it so what I just want to say is like flavor, exposing your baby to a variety of flavors is so, so important, but alone it's not enough. So give your baby lots of exposure to variety on the texture and flavor spectrum to reduce the likelihood of picky eating later on. Now, if your baby is stuck on purees, I just want to end with this because a lot of parents are like, okay, well, I'm trying to give my baby more, you know, some finger foods or whatever, and they just don't want anything to do with it. I just put out an episode last week on this topic. So I give you lots of tips. I give you the reasons why, and I give you lots of tips on how to start overcoming it. But also I would say that the uh, five-day texture timeline challenge is perfect for you and your baby if you are feeling like your baby's stuck on purees this can be like a kickstart to help get them out of it. So uh, listen to last week's episode and then also click on the link and join the five-day texture timeline challenge because I do think that is going to help you a lot. So let's summarize this all up. So at the end of the day, please know that purees and finger foods can and should both have a place in feeding, that there is a time and place for each. And when you're reading your baby's cues and feel confident and educated in how to do them both, then feeding your baby a variety of textures is going to come really 
really naturally. And even if it's been a few months and you haven't introduced your baby to finger foods yet, that is totally okay. The beauty is that you can jump in at any time and start offering that practice once you see they're ready and that you and them are willing. So remember, check out the five-day texture timeline challenge. And I think that's it for me. I would love to hear your thoughts. I would love to hear your feedback, your questions, anything like that. Go ahead and leave me a review if you found this episode helpful or if you have some comments, if you have anything that you want to share, if you find this podcast in general helpful, please leave a review, subscribe to the podcast and uh, share it uh, online. I would love if you just tag at My Little Eater, share like a screenshot of the podcast episode that you're listening to in the stories. It means a lot to me and it also, more importantly, it's really just about spreading the information and spreading this resource to other parents who might need a little guidance, a little help, a little boost in confidence a friendly voice in their ear every week just to kind of help them along because I really want to walk this journey with you. So thanks again so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye.